What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Do Good Movement. Our purpose here is to make a positive impact in our society through real-life education, and the movement comes into play when you guys share the content to help other people do good just like you. We opened up a question um, on social media saying, hey, what would you guys like to talk, uh, what would you like us to talk about? We had uh, quite a few good questions, and uh, on this episode, we're going to answer one of them. Uh, the reason why it's because it's pretty relevant and you still have some time to prepare. So uh, a gentleman asked me, he said, hey, you know, with the events going on, are we going to see a crash? And, you know, really what should the average person be doing right now? Well, there's a couple things, uh, guys, is do I, do I personally see a crash coming on? Do I see a downfall? The answer is yes. Uh, it could be, I, I don't know the size of it yet. Uh, I've, I've been through 2008 and started my business in 2011. So I was still a, a lot younger in the, the business years cause I didn't have a business at that time. Uh, but I got to see what happened to many people. Um, a couple things that concern me is not everything that's going on right now, but that this crash and this downfall is talked about. Uh, so when things like that are talked about on a, a massive spread, uh, people start to shore up their money. They stop spending how they used to. And then the dollar, you're not seeing it spin as much as, um, you know, it did, let's say, four or five months ago when you couldn't find anything to buy and things are selling like crazy and way overpriced. Uh, we're already seeing that loosen up today on people's buying habits. And the majority of the people don't understand why the economy might crash or why we're going in this direction. They just hear it. And so when people hear something like that, they do freeze up their money. Now, what would make this whole thing turn down? Uh, well, you know, the housing market is a big contributing factor of what's going on because uh, that's where a lot of people's money is. And that's how, you know, that is a big chunk of money that makes our market revolve. And so what happened is you had this big old thing going on in COVID. People started working remote. And so they said, oh, well, let me make my house my office. Let me buy something nice. I don't have to necessarily be right here next to my office. I could go, you know, buy this awesome home in a different place that I might have always wanted to live because I could work from there. So there's been a lot of moving and shaking uh, from when COVID happened until recently. Well, when that happens... Um, you know, you get these big markets like L.A. or Orange County and these people cashing out and going to a place to live that's a little bit less expensive so they could, you know, pay more than people who currently live in that market. So when that happens, people are paying above appraisal rates on the houses that when you start doing that enough, the appraisal of these homes all raise up. And so that's why you saw these people banking out big money on their homes because somebody in the neighborhood got more than the house is worth. And now all the homes are, are worth a lot more money. And that continued to go on for, you know, over a year, maybe, you know, close to a couple years. And so when that goes on and interest rates are, were super low, uh, a lot of people are buying homes. Well, recently we saw the interest rates move up. And so interest rates, would say, were 2.5%. You're seeing them over 5% today. Uh, a lot of people in America live off of what's, what's my monthly payment? Not necessarily what's this cost me. What's my monthly payment versus what am I making? Wrong way to look at things in life, guys, if that's how you, how you run your, your personal financials. Uh, you get yourself into a world of debt there, and that's not a place that you want to be. And so 
people are qualifying for these, you know, these homes that are highly overpriced. I'm sure all of you guys have looked at homes in the last year and said, what the hell? When did every average home become, you know, a million dollars or double what I thought it was? Um, so that, that goes on, interest rates go up and now what happens is less people are buying homes. So when less people are buying homes and you have those people out there that do want to sell their homes, they start dropping the price on their house. So when you have house, the housing pricing, let's say the average house was a million dollars. Well, this person's like, man, I really want to sell my home. I hear this crash coming. Let me sell my house for 800 grand. And it's starting to drive the market down. Well, what happens when the market gets driven down that those houses now appraise, let's say for 800,000. So a lot of these people are negative equity in their homes. They owe more than what the house is worth which is, you know, okay if they have a monthly payment and they're making that payment. But what goes on through this time, guys, is when this whole scare happens, I told you earlier, people start freezing up their money. So with less people buying from businesses, that means a business's revenues drop down. And if their revenues drop down, they don't have the, the budget to pay that payroll line. So then these businesses have to shrink their payroll, let go of people, and then next thing you know, that person who just bought that expensive house a few months ago just lost their job. Now they can't go sell the house for what they're into it because they bought it at the peak right before all this happened. And then so they have to foreclose on their home, and then there's a trickle effect on people losing their homes and jobs, you know, all the way through. So um, that's, that's my vision of what I see is coming. Uh, hopefully it's not to the extent that we saw in 2008, uh, but a lot of people, guys, a, a lot of people leverage yourself buying tons of homes. If it was for them personally, if it was for they wanted to buy a bunch of rentals or Airbnbs, uh, they took advantage of those low interest rates. And I always hear my real estate friends saying, go get a house now. Interest is low. Airbnb it out. Well, guys, that's can you make money buying houses and selling them? at a later date, 1000%. But at the same time, all of you guys who are buying these rental homes or Airbnbs or personal homes, you're all buying yourself into debt at an extremely high rate right now. Interest rates low, but you still owe a shit ton of money on that property or properties. And if something ever happened to whatever your steady income is right now, how are you going to pay for that? And so I've, I've coached a lot of friends and a lot of people on what, what I'm doing in this situation, what I recommend to do. Um, but it's, you know, there's a lot of moving parts going on where people are buying stuff. So you feel like you're missing out if you're not a part of that. Uh, you know, in times like this, it's a, I would I would recommend being safe than sorry. When things just, due to inflation rates and demand, and so you're seeing things double over what it was worth, uh, that should say something like, ah, I don't know if this is the right time. Yes, can you be missing out on a great opportunity? 100%. But also what, what debt, what risk can you be putting yourself into right now? My risk meter is saying, Hey, this is way too much. Sit on the sidelines. If you miss out on an opportunity, you miss out on an opportunity. Um, or you might look at this in a year and you, you're the one sitting on a bunch of cash to take advantage of, uh, some of these rushed opportunities people took. So I do see us in, in some type of a downfall just because language like that is used quite a bit. And that's what's starting to freak people out. Now, what do you do between now and then? If you guys have assets you don't really need um, or you need, a, you need that for cash flow to you know, float your life future, then uh, remove those assets, assets from your life. Sell them. 
turn it into cash. Be, you know, be cash heavy to have some reserve money uh, just in case something does happen uh, versus sitting on a bunch of things that you don't necessarily need. Now, if you do have cash and you're able to continue your lifestyle and you like the stuff you have, then go ahead and keep it. But if you put yourself in a spot where you push it a little too hard um, and you leverage yourself just a little too much, um, you do have a good, uh, this is a good time right now to start turning some of those things and getting rid of it. Now, let's say in the next six months or eight months, it might be a different story where it's going to be close to impossible to sell those things. Um, now, what can you do? What can you control outside of that? You guys need to be able to uh, hone in your craft. So whatever you're doing at work right now, whatever you're doing for your side hustle, whatever you do for your business, you really need to hone it in and get very, very good at performing Uh, because there are going to be a lot of companies in the near future that are going to be talking about cuts and talking about changes and you do not want your name on that list. So if you're just a floater and you're just doing some of the work that's there and, you know, your team's carrying you, you're going to be in a world of hurt. I say you probably have four to six months to go ahead and make some changes there to put your name on the, I want to keep my job list versus get it taken away from me job list. Um, so make sure that your, you know, your behavior shows it, make sure that your personality showing, make sure that you're asking for more, make sure that you're learning more and you're becoming an asset to that company. That's not replaceable, not saying re- uh, hold information from the company so your job can't be replaced that is a bad tactic that you'll be cut out eventually uh, just not this second but become that asset where you are such a great driver and that company needs you um, if you guys anybody that's an employed recommend having a second stream of income through some type of side hustle so if you like to uh, flip things on the side or you have a special skill set and you could do that on the side you don't have to do a lot of it but just make sure that's you know ready so you could have income come in and have some type of plan b um and then if you own a business you need to make sure you tighten up um, your expense line in that business um, make sure that whatever actions that take to build that revenue, that you tighten those actions up, uh, to, to be more laser focused, to get more work done, uh, with the same amount or less amount of people. I do see the, you know, the, uh, depending on what business industry you're in, that market share is shrinking down a little bit. So if that's shrinking down a little bit, how do you capture more of that market share? How do you better service your customer? How do you, um, show a better value? How do you show up in front of your customer more? What are different things you could do? You guys should all really be focused as a business right now on customer experience and what you can do for those customers. Um, when, you know, there's any kind of economy downturn, you'll see a lot of businesses go chase the price game. A lot of people are going to be dropping price, which is going to give, if you don't have a relationship with your customer, if you don't provide value to your customer, they're all going to have the option to find a different price product, um, very quickly and play that price game. So, you know, within the next, you know, six months, really find a way to build value, really find a way to tighten up your systems, uh, your people, your operation, all those different things, uh, to be lean and mean. Now, the second half of that, guys, if you guys do have a lean and mean company, if you do have a great team, if you do have a great action, uh, if you do have great actions, this is a great time to take advantage of the scare. So anytime 
uh, when people, you know, people are scared or businesses are scared, they kind of stop, they go into their comfort zone. Uh, this is, you got free overtime right here to take advantage of all the opportunity out there. Um, all the drop-offs, all these different things. So if you're growing like crazy, you have a good product, you have a good service, you have good actions, you'll be able to acquire a lot of really good talent during these times and a lot of good customers during these times if you have the, you know, the marketing budget and the payroll budget to do that. So our company feel really good about our company, feel really good about our operation, feel really good about our people. Uh, we're making bigger moves right now through all of this going on than we ever have in, in history. We've opened up uh, five or six retail stores in the last 90 days. We uh, just signed a lease on a massive operation out in Florida. Um, we've just hired, I, I think, another... 50, 60 people in the last four months. Uh, so we are moving hot and heavy because we know people are sitting still that we compete with um, out of scare. And we want to take advantage of that opportunity due to our confidence and our know-how. The same thing happened, guys. What you're experiencing right now is the same scare that we all experienced uh, when COVID first happened. You remember people were freaking out. Companies are, you know, shutting down their purchasing, all these different things were going on. They're laying off people. It went, you know, haywire. And then next thing you know, what happened is our economy just turned on like crazy. So you could play either coin of that. It just depends on what you're comfortable with and what you're conf confident with. Uh, again, us, we are pedal to the metal. I've always been that way. I've always uh, chased opportunity. And if our back does get up against the wall, that's where, that's my happy place. That's where I like to be. I, I love that, uh, that challenge to go figure it out and same with my team. So I hope that helps you guys, uh, just re really think about all the next moves you make right now. Uh, make sure you have liquidity and, uh, make sure that you are an asset and you have a skill set built inside of you that is valued not just at your company, but it's valued in your plan B plan or whatever that might be. So you don't have to worry about that. Do not spend your time worrying. You will lose all of your traction there if you're focused on what can happen, how this is going to affect your life. You're screwed. Why did this happen to you? If you have any of those thoughts going in your head right now, those thoughts are blocking your positive thinking to go ahead and take action to come up on this opportunity. So look at it as an opportunity to take advantage of a situation versus I'm screwed and I, I'm going to, you know, everything's going to get taken away from me. If you have that mindset of everything's going to get taken away from you and you're underprivileged or whatever that might be, guess what? You are going to be un underprivileged and you are going to get everything taken away from you. But if you just said, hey, fuckers, I'm going to win this no matter what. Throw me everything you got. You're going to find a way to execute. And I've coached my team in that same way. I said, guys, we're what we teach on, what we train on is business, production, customer experience, those different things, how to provide value. Our product is not our main core piece of this business. It's just what we move today. We are prepared if we ever have to stop selling turf and sell it at water, if we have to sell food, whatever that might be, our team will be able to adapt and make that quick pivot and utilize our assets and our resources to do that because we're confident in our people and we're confident in our services. Hope that helps, guys. Do good.